Well, I've certainly had episodes in my parenting walk where I have blown up. I just, I waited, I waited, I held it in, but then my anger just spilled out and it wasn't pretty and I sure wish I could have a redo. I'm John Fuller. You might relate. We're going to hear now from Dr. Danny Huerta, who has never blown up at his kids. Now, Danny, um, really, there's usually something bigger going on than the immediate circumstance when I lose my cool. Oh, yeah. So many different things. It can be... It can be stress, it can be tiredness, it can be frustration, it can be feeling like you're not being listened to. That's Another big, big one. one is a fear of losing control, mm. a fear of what's what's happening around you. And there's a fear base to a lot of it, you know, fear of what's happening in, in my work. Maybe I'm not enough or it's a fear of not being liked in, in other places or mm. there's there's conflict within the marriage that can spill over. I call that marenting, John. Marenting. Where it's spilling into our parenting yeah. mm-hmm. and, and that, that, that stress is showing where, where we blow up. Now, one of them that's interesting, some parents will say, I'm super patient. And they, they, they really are holding everything in and not dealing with it and they're conflict avoiders. And then it comes out as an explosion at some point. And that's because they haven't taken the time to deal with things along the way. Yeah. So there are many dif- different reasons why people uh, lose their cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to turn now to a conversation with Ashley Willis, who, along with her husband, Dave, hosts a podcast and writes and speaks. And she and Jim Daly and I spoke about a time that Ashley got mad at her kids, and it was all about potato chips. You actually, now I'm sorry to just put all of your... Uh, mommy failures on display, but you wrote it in the book. (laughs) But you talked about this potato chip incident in your car. Give us that one. That was funny. In this control orientation. Oh my goodness. Again, I didn't set myself up necessarily. So (laughs) a dear friend of mine, Lana, uh, she was visiting town and she was, we were wanting to do something fun with the kids. I think Dave was out of town on business. And I was like, well, let's take all four kids. And at the time, I want to say my youngest was probably one-year-old, you know, I mean, he's just a baby. And my oldest was maybe in early middle school, just to give kind of a frame of reference. We're all hopping in the minivan. I got my snacks together, including chips, okay? And I'm like, let's go two hours to Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is this really cool state, you know, park where you get to see some really cool things and there's an amusement park. So we're making our way there. I didn't have enough gas. We had to stop. And of course, as we go along, and we did not have one of those vans that has movies in it, okay? So I'm also like... It's going to be just listening to music, right? And um, as we go along, the kids were just getting more and more disgruntled. And we had to have a couple stops there for bathroom and bottles and all this different kind of thing. And it just progressively was getting worse and worse. And I remember at one point, there was this bag of chips. Now, I should have known. I should have just put it in little like Ziploc bags. Individually. Hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> right? And I had this big bag of like Doritos. And they were all kind of shifting the chips around. But I had made this comment that, you know, you only got chips if you were behaving and, and meeting a certain criteria. Chip reward. Chip reward, right? Which, you know, these... Yes, tokens usually work. This didn't necessarily work. So there was one point where our third child, who I think was probably three at the time, really wanted these chips, but he hadn't done whatever it was that I said the kids had to do. And so our oldest, uh, Cooper, starts pulling at the chips, and he's like, no, Chandler, you can't have them. You weren't you weren't doing what mom said. And mom said— What a good said, firstborn. Oh, Way to go, firstborn. firstborn. Yes. I know, I know. And he's like, that's not what you said, mom. You said— And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? We're just trying to get here. We're just trying to get here. You know, mom— Mom, mom did say that. He is a lot younger than you. 
we're going to talk about this when we get home, but give him the chips. And he's like, but no, mom, you said, and we are, <laughs> we are holding to these rules and you said, and I was like, just give him the chips. And he's like, but mom, you are not holding tight. And the whole time my friend's like looking at me like, and literally by the end, I'm like, give him the chips. Like, and I think I was growling or something. Like they said it was crazy. But anyway, I had lots of these, I call it the momster. Do you get it? The momster, like monster, but a mom. That's a what it momster, was. So anyway, a yeah. monster. But um, I end up saying, give him the chips, like loudly and very like with some angst on it. And uh, he gives it over to them and he's like, oh my gosh. So we all kind of pause for a moment. And I think we finally got to the park in that moment. And all of a sudden, like we're all looking around and it, and they all said, like, I think one of them goes, that was so funny. Mom said, give him the chips. (laughs) Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader. And so anyway, we ended up being able again to laugh about it. I apologize for losing my temper, but I also had a good lesson about, but you know, Cooper, Mm. I'm glad that you wanted to keep the standard. But sometimes, you know, moms and dads have to adjust based on different scenarios and things. So it was a learning thing for all of us. There you go. Teaching the firstborn a little flexibility. Oh, goodness, yes. Uh, Yes. Relate to 1 John 4.18 where it says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. This should speak to a mom's heart. It does. And I love this. I talk a lot about fear in the book because I do think a lot of our decisions as mothers or even the feelings of failure or even trying to control or having excessive expectations, it comes back to this deep-seated fear that we're missing it, that we're not going to do right by our kids and that they're going to eventually not lead the lives that they could have led because of us. Mm. And and what I found kind of in, in just the research I did for this book and also my own journey as a mother is that we really can't lead and can't parent from a place of fear. And it goes back to this verse, how there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, meaning that when we lead from a place of love, that fear dissipates. And that's really leaning on the Lord because he, you know, when we trust in him, again, it goes back to trusting the Lord, knowing He loves these kids even more than we do. And He sees the bigger picture. He's not just seeing this one day where we feel like we're missing it. He sees it all. And that when we can really, really lean into love and really cast fear aside, because fear is something where it's not always bad necessarily. It can right. warn us against things. And that's, so that's a good thing. But when we are constantly in that place of fear, we let fear kind of set up you know, a home in our hearts, so to speak, then there's not room for that love. And so then we're not going to be as nice to our kids. We're going to constantly be snapping at them because we're afraid that that we're not teaching them right they're going to embarrass us things are going to go you know wildly wrong down the road that's some really good stuff from ashley willis and danny um in terms of focusing on making decisions out of love and rejecting fear this is something you've spoken about a lot um, how did that play out in your own parenting yeah it's not it's not an easy thing i mean you you really have to be self-aware. We're not always self-aware. I'll say that I haven't always been self-aware. And I realized afterwards, man, that was, what was I afraid of? Mm. And it's good to ask ourselves that question. What in that moment was I afraid of? Was I afraid of losing control or that my child was going to um, usurp my authority? What, what happened there? And so when, whenever we have outbursts, let's not just park in shame. Let's, let's make that a learning moment okay. for ourselves and a, a moment of repair. And that's loving as well. So this isn't about being perfect. It's about being aware of what's happening and having repairs, having uh, moments of conversation around what has happened, and then changing it, changing our patterns of behavior. So I'm, I'm thinking of, of a time when um, my daughter was uh, – she was, she was starting to, 
to make some decisions friends wise that where I notice some fear instead of just leaning in why mm. are you ch- why are you trying to choose these friends what is what is happening there and and I needed to be very aware of what my goal was and <laughs> it, it yeah it was it was hard hard to do so mm. and uh, you could see that there was some stress as I was talking to her and frustration and I had to stop and say wait hold on let me let me catch my brain for a second mm. Because I, I need to be present with really what's going on here. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a really um, ripe opportunity with your daughter. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Danny mentioned being aware. And one of the things that we want to point you to is our seven traits of effective parenting assessment, which is all about helping you be aware of what's working and maybe opportunities to grow. Now, Danny, we've recently updated this assessment. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, we changed all the... Uh, we the changed questions. it all? We oh. changed all the questions. <laughs> we, we didn't made update even, it. We changed we it wholesale. even better. We, our yeah. research team helped us with a factor analysis to make it even tighter on the validity and reliability of the test to improve it and improve its its foundational reliability okay. for parents as you're taking it. It's just five to seven minutes. Some parents had said, that quick of a test, can you really tell these things? And uh, we're giving you what are your strengths and what's what are your opportunities for growth? Two of each. So you can continue to grow. And if you have two strengths, we tell you about how you can use those to bless and love your family. We've added a real great uh, journey of seven emails that you get to help give you some practical tips, some quick ones that you can, quick wins, John, Mm -hmm. that you can get off of the assessment, off of your strengths and your opportunities for growth. It'll get you excited to do some new things with your kids. I love it. And uh, it's uh, something you can take advantage of. It sounds like, Danny, if I did this several years ago, it can be a whole new experience for you. Yes, take it again. Take take the seven traits of effective parenting assessment. The link is in the show notes, and uh, it's only from Focus on the Family. Also, you heard Ashley's story and insights, which come from her book, Peace Pirates, Conquering the Beliefs and Behaviors that Steal Your Treasure in Motherhood. Uh, If you want more ideas about how to conquer fear and be a more present parent, uh, get a copy of this book from us today. We're making it available for a donation of any amount to the ministry. Uh, Make a one-time gift, or if you're able to, make a monthly pledge. Sign up and be a regular contributor to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us reach families and uh, equip parents around the world. Donate today. We'll send the book to you. Details are in the show notes. Next time, more from Ashley Willis about letting go of anxiety as a mom. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.